Welcome to the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs, bringing you from zero to 60 in the non-fungible token world without breaking the bank. With your hosts, Andrew, aka Rantum, and George from Mostly Stable on Zed Run, who will help you navigate new projects, interview expert guests, and explore NFT trends. So whether you're on your first or 50th NFT, we're going to have something for you. And as a quick note, we are not, I repeat, not financial advisors, and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Alrighty, disclaimer over, let's get to it. This week on All About Affordable NFTs, well, we're talking about some predictions. We promised we would make predictions. Uh, I feel like Andrew wanted to do them at the end of the year, like around November, December, uh, which is fair. I think you get more accuracy at the end of the year, but we'll uh, we'll give you some updates on that. Mm, I'm actually going to say we get more accuracy if we uh, cheat a little bit and wait. <laughs> the longer we could go, you know, if we put this off till June, I will uh, I'll nail the first half predictions. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I feel like that would work better for our affordable projects. Just let me know which ones actually work because it's like, I feel like it's throwing a dart. Sometimes these things take off and we like forget to buy oh, them. Oh, George, I think we could still have a special skill in, in still getting it wrong somehow. Wait. <laughs> it's to sell at the wrong time, even when you get it right. Yeah, I don't know. No, no, we'll we buy the. Yeah, we can buy the premium at the wrong time, and I don't know. We'll do something, but anyway. <laughs> oh, what are we talking about today, George? Well, we got some stuff. I feel like I always have to ask the obligatory, what's uh, new in your wallet or any wallet activity? Or you've been pretty quiet from what I see on the, on the chain. Yeah, you know, I did. I, I was airdropped uh, the latest piece from, from Super Rare's uh, Rare Pass collection, from this one from Coldy. Which, of course, I was excited about. If you listened, uh, you know that I am a big fan of Coldies. So he had the latest drop. This is one where there's 12 different artists dropping a collection of 250 unique pieces each month. Uh, first month was Van Armin. Second month here is Coldy. Uh, so this is his Talking Heads collection. It's similar to some of his uh, recent pieces where he used the async generator to put different layers together. Uh, and formed faces, and these are them take uh, take or with quotes, just like going to the moon. Uh, you know things that you may hear, just little, uh, you know, the dumb little sayings that you know you may hear from talking heads. That's uh, that's about the extent of my activity, though. Yeah, as you said, I've been relatively quiet in my my uh, NFT trading recently. Yeah, I think that's that's understandable. Kind of like waiting, waiting for. Things to start to make sense again and it's tough with the volatility of east like as it's starting to go up like we're up like 27 30 percent depending on when you're listening to this this year so you're like well yeah yeah, it seems like we've we had a bit of a surge it seems in the nft market and it seems like that the the price of eth is maybe you know as we've seen in the past when eth runs it tends to uh dampen um nft trading a bit so i think that's that's probably what we're seeing here again you know, it's funny to to sit a little bit more on the sidelines than I have in the past and, and just, you know, watch <laughs> this and not having uh, quite got caught up in the recent run up. Um, you know, it does still seem like it's, you know, when I go and look at the trading, it still seems like it's relatively active compared to where it was, um, at least at the end of, of last year. Yeah, well, signs of signs of life, I'd say. And, you know, I think we had a few big projects, you know, we'll talk about some of them, but you know, looked at the the captains had a, a sizable entry into the market. And then also recently in our news, Yuga Labs, their sewer pass NFT netted over 6 million uh, in, in hours, which is pretty impressive. And it's kind of funny, called Dookie Dash. It's a skill-based game uh, and it's a game based on, you know, one of those like uh, 2D runners and... It's a lot of money. It's interesting. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's. I mean, I, what did they take in when they did their their, their previous land sale? Though I mean, I think we're we're down yeah, a ways true. from there. Um, you know, I I felt like it was, and, and you know, as I said, I, I haven't been as as in tune with the market as as I had been, but it did feel a little bit, um, without as much fanfare to me as some of their the previous drops. Yeah, well, I'll just say, like, as a quick update to that, in the last seven days, they did 
um, you know, I guess a lot more on the other, other platforms they're doing. So it's really just recent work on it. What I think is interesting is their foray into really games. And this is, uh, you know, kind of interesting because it's very simple, right? It's not a, like dynamic gameplay. And so I think there's a lot of folks paying attention to this. There are massive NFT projects that have flamed out trying to achieve this like incredibly dynamic gameplay. And they're actually just being like, actually, no, it's it's uh, literally off the shelf, almost, you know, runner game, but side of like global leaderboards and potential incentives there. Uh, so, you know, they're, they're treading into the gaming space finally after I think years of uh, a couple of years of promise and, and flirting with it. Interesting uh, development there. Um, you know, uh, this isn't, I'm guessing this isn't going to be your, your entry into the, the Yuga universe. No, I, I may stay on the other side of the universe. What I, I am paying attention to is similar to like Zed, where you get the lending out of horses. I'm kind of curious what the secondary market looks like for people lending out their sewer passes to other people that will just grind away at this game. Uh, and of course, botting, you know, uh, I think that it, uh, you will be shocked at what bots can actually do now. And I wouldn't be surprised to see this get botted to death with, um, with touch players that can just do this. So that's the problem yeah, with I mean, skill based that is like low skill based. It's going to get botted. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, we're seeing that in, in mints all the time at, I mean, and this is when we've, when there are projects at creators putting putting effort into stopping them, you know, trying to make sure that, that, you know, each wallet or at least has to have some sort of, has some amount of ETH in it. You know, you see the things that people are doing and these are when you have to sign the transactions and it's not working there. I can't imagine that the games are going to be all that much more complicated than, you know, than, than basically minting um, or signing transactions. You know, that's going to be what, what ultimately, uh, the, the wallet needs to do um, to verify that they were playing the game. So I, I imagine you're right. We're going to see a lot of botting. Um, and we'll see. Uh, we'll see if anyone can figure out how how to. Um, I don't know. Get that part right. I think that's that's going to be a big challenge, though, with with any of these gaming companies. Yeah, but if you want a sewer pass, it's 1.3 ETH, and then you should probably also spend that much on a bot uh, because I don't think you'll have really like a, a chance of, of cracking any sort of top whatever uh, on this thing. I did, note, or did notice that they blocked uh, certain marketplaces from treating uh, this collection. Uh, Blur and Pseudo were blocked initially. I think they are still blocked. Uh, when I say they are still blocked, I can see that I can see Blur, Pseudo, and, and other marketplaces putting in, um, uh, putting in a new uh, contract that, uh, that would be able to transact with this one. However, it would just be a sort of cat and mouse, cat and mouse game between the two of, you know, putting in new addresses and blocking them. So interesting to see, you know, they are doing that in the name of collecting royalties and don't want to, uh, to allow it on, allow trading on marketplaces that are collecting royalties there. Oh, sorry. The update on that price, new floor, I mean, is up to 1.9 ETH for the lowest tier, uh, lowest tier so i gotta hand it to them they just they know how to generate absurd buzz um and you know it's it's time limited from january 19th to february 8th and you know and if i had more time i would want to look into how many new uh, wallets are actually coming into the ecosystem into the, the yuga ecosystem through this project i my my guess without looking at it would be that it's a lot of of previous holders uh, which isn't necessarily bad but um you know i think it's it'd be it's better for everyone and better for the entire space if they're expanding and, and growing the number of holders and, and growing interest in the project yeah well dookie dash there you go you can race your own pool if you want um all right and Let's see. So yeah, you've got this other one about, uh, yeah, it costs $2,300 for three weeks of play. But yeah, I think that's about all for, for the, the Yuga universe. Uh, you know, get on to, to the latest in scams, I suppose. Uh, so this one is, this is a new one and I did want to just mention it because it was 
a collector that was actually served mal- oh, malware. They, were, they got this, this malware that got out of their system, but they were served as malware through Google ad links. Um, so this was something they downloaded. It then uh, infiltrated their system and uh, gave access to the wallet, to the hackers. But that's a, that's a, that's a creative one. You just really got to be careful about what you're downloading and, you know, where, where you're, I mean, it's always been a, been a issue online, but man, when you've got all your assets sitting in a wallet, it becomes, uh, becomes very dangerous. I think the adage of like, what chance does like an average holder have if someone probably knows better or knows what they're doing is getting, is getting fish like this. I, it is not an easy market. I'd say, you know, I begin to realize, like, even if you're trying to, like, be diligent, and I'm nowhere near as diligent probably as I should be with, like, my keys in my wallet. I have at least multiple wallets, so you'd have to hack me a few different places. There you <laughs> go. That's what I go what with. At least, like, at least security through obscurity. <laughs> like, you'd have to figure out I gave it to some guy that said he was going to hold it on an island out somewhere in the Bahamas, said it would be safe with him. Yeah. No, that seems safe. Um, they wear a very trustworthy suit. All right. Next, this, oh, man, we got some art headlines here. This next one I was really excited about. I don't know if this is going on display, but the SF Museum of Modern Art, SF MoMA, has acquired their first NFT. Um, you know, uh, we've been talking about when, when some of these when the NFT art will be adopted by more mainstream art collectors. And you know, it's things like this that I think will, will really lead collectors and, and other museums to to take these uh, take this seriously, I was not familiar with the artist here, but I am certainly familiar. Uh, uh, certainly, uh, very interested in this. I, I in the San Francisco area, I would love to see this in a museum, an NFT in a museum. So we'll be keeping tabs on this. Um, it is a piece by Lynn Hirschman Leeson. It's a work titled "Final Transformation 2. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't know the artist, but. Great. Yeah, I'm excited about the, about the development anyway. Absolutely. Museum, modern museums. If you have that word in your title, we'll probably have to, you know, acknowledge that this is a, a, a not just a trend that's going to come and go, but one that is uh, here ongoing. So congratulations on your first. Hopefully there are that's more. That's right. Hey, you know, if, if you're like anybody, <laughs> anybody, like oh, many I know, I know where this goes. <laughs> what's like, that wallet follow that wallet man why is that wallet trading things at 3 a.m oh no don't no you can't get no it. no don't do that <laughs> oh god they're oh, they're minting man, a that butt. would be great yeah if we had a crypto had, crypto crypto dicks suddenly start popping up and they're like yeah you know i really relevant want, we can have a mint where it's an allow list and you have to have you know over over a hundred million in art assets within, you know, it has to be provable somehow on chain, but then we get the, them really going after. I mean, things I, I, I want to see this is a good time to be trying to like build up a real collection as opposed to like during, you know, peak lunacy, what was like three arrows capital or these other folks that were building up these like beyond overpriced portfolios, uh, you know, when no one's paying attention, that's, I, I think, uh, if I were in in the game at that scale, I'd be like, all right, maybe maybe now I should just start picking up artists. Absolutely, yeah. Hey, I can I can point to some things if they want some help. <laughs> Advisory services. Yeah. Right. Oh man, so here's another one from I don't know maybe the biggest biggest uh, artist name in the space or one of them. People has. He's teasing a new event coming uh, in March. He's opening his new space. I think we've we've mentioned it here in the past, but it's a new art space and NFT. I mean, it's I, I want to say NFT art space, but you know, I feel like he doesn't actually say NFT in it. Um, you know, it's it's smart. Just, never call it NFT. Yeah, art. Um, but it just happens to be on the art. He's going to have all sorts of. Where he's featuring works from from a number of other big names, X Copy, Coldy talk in there which is a little surprising having her i don't know if anybody's heard anything from him in a while uh but this is a big space in charleston uh, south carolina um man it sounds really cool i would love to check this out at some point but uh not the not the closest to me no no planned trips there but hey people's back <laughs> yeah right hey you know i 
he's pretty, he is consistent, man. I, you know, you can't, sure. can't say anything but that. He, he's, he's, he's working. It's, um, he's still doing it. And it, yeah, the guy cashed out $69 million. At least he's, uh, he's putting, putting some of that money to use, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, you didn't, you didn't walk away completely though. He did liquidate that out of ETH, which in hindsight, maybe not yeah. the worst idea and actually you know maybe elevated my opinion of people a little bit more guys <laughs> i mean the it's doing a lot better than, than many of us that just held it right yeah uh all right so rareable this is a man i don't know rareable does not take much market share at all anymore very little volume but the nft marketplace they have now unveiled a marketplace builder so you know, no longer worried about the competition as they aren't mm. taking much of the volume themselves. So they are actually enabling, uh, enabling creators, developers to create marketplaces quickly, easily, and free. So, you know, we're, we're seeing more and more marketplaces come into the space. And I think that's going to persist. I think we're going to just see that trend. I, I think even grow. Um, and, you know, marketplace, I think will also start to mean something different. You know, we start, I think there's this idea that a marketplace is, I don't know, almost like a, you know, it has to be shopping first. And I think we can see this where they're integrated into other apps, games, things like that, um, where it's very specialized. You're not trying to, uh, you know, you're not going to see a lot of marketplaces go and, and be able to try to compete with OpenSea. But I think, you know, you can find uh, a lot of niche marketplaces or, or, or niche ways to, uh, to, to trade NFTs. And this will help enable that. Yeah, that's kind of very interesting. You sort of like race to the end game, which is, you know, it's going to be fractured, right? So why don't you build the pipes necessary for the fractured markets, which is Shopify you know, for yeah, it's Shopify. It's it's the Wix. It's the the solution that helps you build this content marketing systems. The solution that helps you like the HubSpot of this or that. Um, quite the idea. Okay. I mean, I'd certainly trust them if I were. Oh, let's spin up a an NFT marketplace, but like I don't understand what the unique proposition is, other than like I guess I could put stipulations like only our type of pieces, or if you know, you go who's always threatened to build your own, you're like, oh, finally someone built it for us. Yeah, great. Yeah. All right, so we've seen a surge in optimism NFT mints recently. Uh, there's actually been a surge in optimism uh, activity. Uh, they have. At their, uh, oh, why am I blanking on the name of this? They've um, been incentivizing the use through, uh, what do they call this program? Quests? Uh, quests. There we go. Thank you. Not not exactly that unique, but yeah, just quests. People going on quests to, uh, to eventually create, uh, get more OP token. Uh, it, yeah, it's, if you've been around for a bit, you they remember that Optimism released airdrop, but it was only, I think it was 25% of the planned airdrop or the tokens that they planned for the, the final airdrop, uh, for the total airdrop, I should say. Uh, the other portions are given out both through partners and through activity like this. So they're still being rewarded. So there's a lot of airdrop farming. Um, it is, it, what I've seen is that it's, it definitely has, there's a quick spike in there. Basically, these spikes when when there's uh, you know when the the new um, challenges are put out there and and people are rushing to uh, to complete those quests, but they are actually seeing some increased demand and you know even seeing I mean overall we've seen Polygon is kind of the the lead in layer two, but I think we are seeing or we're seeing overall that the, the layer two usage is really picking up um, and. I think people are becoming more comfortable with it. You know, we are seeing it's a lot of the same walls, but that is also people trying out these different these different layers and realizing um, maybe how easy it is to transact, how, how cheap it is to transact, and you know, overall, it is a good thing. And you know, it's uh, if nothing else, it's it, airdrop farming does get you to to try different uh, different networks, different platforms, and it's it's uh, it's a way of directly incentivizing users. And we've talked about that a lot in the past. I wonder, looking at that, I was trying to find how many unique wallets were actually active here uh, because it's... It, well, unique wallets have, and unique people, hey, you know. Yeah, unique wallets and then unique people behind that, right? Yeah. So I, I think 
Um, there's. Uh, I'm trying to get some numbers on that. That's. I want to know just on average what can we really expect. So I wouldn't bring out the brass band saying optimism is necessarily crushing, and I think they have a platform that allows for cheap, fast transactions, which is awesome. And I believe that there are many. While I'm, I believe that there are wallets able to do many transactions, uh, and I also know the power of one bot and its ability to, you know, DDoS a site and take it down to, you know, fire off as many mint clicks as you're willing to offer it, um, or even going straight to contract and writing in, I would like 1 million of these things. Like, okay, that system's going to allow it. Um, so I, I think every time I now see volume being used as a proxy for engagement or usage, uh, big alarm bells go off for me. I don't know if that's the same for you. Uh, I wouldn't say that anytime I see volume, you know, cause you could say that about any, I mean, volume, I guess I would say is better than the numbers of users. Generally speaking, if it's actual, if it's not wash trading, I mean, if there's actual yeah, purchases, right. I mean, if you're, if you're actually giving up your ETH for something, I mean, that's a little bit different than washing it between two things. Um, in, the sense, in that sense, I'd say like a, a new mint uh, volume is generally more meaningful than, than trade volume. Um, so even I'd say there's, you know, any of these numbers, there's caveats too. Uh, but, uh, so what I was somewhat saying is, you know, they, they've increased the, the usage and it has been, there has been, it's still probably 50% up um, from where it was pre these quests. Um, and we are seeing that these, these layer twos are, I mean, I think they're surpassing all of layer ones in the number of transactions, or sorry, all of layer ones. There's the basic layer one, Ethereum, uh, all the, the layer twos are now surpassing layer one and, and the, the usage. Uh, so I think that, I mean, while that isn't, you know, you could say that's maybe not great for ETH in the sense that we're, we're burning less ETH if, if the, if the transactions aren't happening on the Ethereum blockchain, I think, you know, it is the way that, that this, that this grows and that some of these transactions, you know, we know that they aren't sustainable when gas gets to something like, you know, just 60 way or something like that. You know, they just, you can't put through some of these low level transactions that on the Ethereum blockchain. And, you know, that's what is, is definitely encouraging to see when we see increased usage on, on cheaper networks. Totally. All right. So. Man, people are not done with hating on NFTs. National Geographic has tried to launch a launch a collection, met with massive backlash. You know, I assume that maybe there were, I'm assuming there is a lot of, of, of environment, you know, misguided environmental backlash. That's not all it is. It seems like there's just a lot of like, you know, NFTs are, are dead. NFTs are, are, you know, regressors. It's all. It's all that type of stuff, uh, you know, but I was encouraged that, that Nat Geo was actually trying something like this. Uh, did you catch any of this, George? I think it's the, yeah, I think it's what you're saying is just the knee-jerk reaction of folks that don't understand how to, to go to market as, as a brand that's environmentally uh, con like connected as, as National Geographic. You know, it launches on Polygon, which you know, is, is if you're listening to this podcast, uh, comes up a lot. That's again, like yeah, that's long been, yeah. environmentally and friendly, you know, and has become a hundred X more environmentally friendly, I guess, given the yeah. underlying merge happened. Um, you know, the, they, they're talking about like the backlash in here. Um, I think around it sort of being, uh, jumping on like a bubble, and thinking of the more of the rug pulls and phishing scams. So I just think the, the name <laughs> and brand of NFT has become synonymous with that type of cash grab and activity, like less about the environment based on what I'm seeing in like the, the social analysis here. And that's a tough one, right? And I think there's what a, cash grab, a what digital collection. <laughs> what do you mean? We're giving you a JPEG. What, like, what do you mean? Uh, what I think you need, you have to move toward is it may be that NFT has to go away for corporate use. Um, you know, pulling the Reddit collectible strategy, like digital collectible strategy up and out. Uh, I mean, it's pretty easy to, to just drop the name and call it something else. Uh, but hey, next one here says 
Tribeca Silk Festival, they're adopting VIP NFT passes. You know, I, I do think the, if you just don't call them that, if you just say we're delivering them a different way, I think there is a big, it's a big difference. And I was a little surprised again. I mean, you know, you're, you're asking people, you're asking people to, you're asking your VIPs to, to, to try out an NFT and they, their initial reaction is, <laughs> is probably going to be based on, on what they've heard about NFTs, you know, whether they've, those are often not positive things, I would say. Um, so it does feel like, you know, why not just call it something different? We're delivering it this way. Of course, you know, this is also be reading the headline. I, I assume that it's, you know, it, that they are talking about it this way. Uh, you know, and it's not just the NFT, um, the NFT, uh, um, news site that's putting it in there. But, you know, I think if you do start just saying it's going to be a digital ticket, it's a digital collectible ticket. And, you know, I think, especially when you're talking about art things, you know, that's something like the, the Trebek Film Festival. I think the idea that somebody can own that and collect it, I think will resonate a lot with, with the attendees, um, you know, with the, I mean, even National Geographic, there's, it, that's a huge collector base. They sell collector issues all the time. You know, if they start appealing to people in a different way, uh, in some of the more, the ways that they already are, I think there's going to be a lot more, uh, willing, uh, participants in, in these types of marketing promotions and, um, you know, things that the companies are going to continue to do, or that we hope that companies continue to do. Yeah, I, I think it's kind of like saying we've we've launched a new website using Apache LAMP stack. And you're like, why are you saying LAMP stack? You yes, have a website. Right. Why are you telling me the technology underlying? We launched yeah, a new yeah, yeah. light bulb now featuring electricity. You're like, what? Sign up for our email list powered by MailChimp. Like, why do I, why do I care about that part? <laughs> you know, by, yeah. I don't. Powered by the HTTPS protocol. Yeah. I mean, none of it really matters. It is, it is strange. I mean, it's strange that it's, I mean, you know, we, it's even funny. I mean, we do talk about the news of like, hey, this company chose Polygon to, to do their, their NFT platform. I mean, you know, there's not many times where I'd be talking about, hey, uh, Starbucks chose chose Oracle as their, their new database, you know, but, but, uh, you know, but they're also something to that of like, Hey, you choose it. And then you get sort of locked in and there's not news all the time because these, it, it, it's really hard to change. And I think that, you know, I don't know that I hope that it doesn't actually play out the same way in, in blockchain world, that, that, that there is a little bit more of, of really, you know, from, from one tech to another, but I think we're still. I mean, some of it is you do get sort of stuck in what you start with. Well, frankly, as the proud owner of Onis.e, I'm just saying there is white <laughs> space available for Onis. They're digital. You just, I, yeah, it's right there. Yeah. It's right there. You know, I think I, I feel think like what we you need do more is... than me pushing the rock up the hill on this podcast to get it out there. But yeah, you, you know, know, hope uh, springs eternal. Onis, I like it. You know, I think you might have to get a hat. You should just get a hat. You know, get the official ENS hat with Onis. Oh my god! Our hats. I'm not wearing my hat. I forgot mine too. Oh man! And you know that would have been so great. Hold on, can we explain to the listener? Because we never we are audio first and only ever. Yeah. So Andrew surprised me with a 3A NFT dot E hat, which you can get only as merch of an owner of as I understand it, that ENS name. So it's like, only if you have that merch. Looks cool. Very like, bunchy. I like that it's short and it fits on the head. I know what you do with like, something that's like, longer. I spent too much on this Ethereum <laughs> name. <laughs> I bought this God. during the hype cycle, not either. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. I gotta go buy that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I should have. Buy at the peak. Daddy. <laughs> yeah. Boy, I'm yeah. It's from the ENS gold. store. I think it's I think it's officially called a dad hat, so pretty fitting, you know. Um, for for two, I, know, two I guess, feel like, like I, but, I, I could check out a mostly stable that ETH is at least funny for the joke on a lot of levels. Yeah, that's right. But oh, yeah, you, you you know don't don't check out our video podcast because we don't have that. We'll just keep referring to visuals <laughs> and talking about things you look at often. Yeah, I mean, look, we're painting in the. Uh, in the imagination zone. So close your eyes and make a wish. All right. Uh, that's our news. I actually have a project. All right. 
Oh, man, of course. So I talked a way back on our sort of, you know, getting the the bank token for Bankless, which is, I think, one of the most respected, longest running uh, crypto Ethereum focused podcasts. And they are continuing to, you know, truck on through up and down markets. And they are very much investing in the community anyway. Uh, at market.bankless.com, you know, in November, they sort of quietly, I mean, whatever, I felt like it was quiet, launched the ability to buy one of the episodes. And then they started growing that. And essentially, each episode, as I understand it, has 100 tokens. So like there's 100 of those episodes that you buy. Included in those things are, you know, uh, the actual audio, which MP3, which, okay, can own it uh they kind of have a cool sound wave looking thing um each episode i believe you know mints on uh mondays it seems like uh that may change over time collectors get access to a channel on telegram and uh what's also cool is percentage of the proceeds are donated to an organization chosen by the guest uh i'm not sure where the episode of sam bankman freed um, <laughs> being donated to maybe legal fees unclear uh, but at present uh, that is the uh, the top the, the the most expensive one so if you want that SBF versus oh, yeah. Voorhees debate e. which was like it was eerie like that happened two weeks before the shit hit the fan I feel like in that range uh, but that floor is at uh, a little over an eight which you know pretty impressive if you're talking about like you know podcast yeah but I would I would say here's here's the play. Uh, one, you know, take a look at the episodes and mints. They have a Genesis collection. On the floor of the Genesis are essentially episodes they consider their you know most prized and originals are on topic. So they have you know their ultrasound money one Endgame, uh, but that floor is around 0.6. So I would say just watch this as it you know the market kind of ebbs and flows because I, I I believe. In the bankless folks, I was a little frustrated. It didn't seem like there was any like necessary huge benefit uh, originally to uh, bank holders, um, or if there was, I, I missed it during the utter and complete collapse of the market back in November, and I just had to turn off the TV for a bit. Uh, but I, I do, uh, I like these folks. They're going to keep working at it, and it's you know it's holding up as a marketplace. And what's interesting is they built this whole thing on bonfire. And so they have their own full-on marketplace, and you know, uh, is a, is an interesting model just to say like, oh, how would you create a whole ecosystem? Uh, assuming you had the the media and community behind it, and you're starting to see maybe that as a, a window into the future of you know what we have been, which was everybody had to like bow to the power of OpenSea and pay them a fee for simply breathing air. I don't know what if you check this out at all i don't own any full disclosure i may um i have a i have my eye on the ultrasound money episode because i think the same thing afraid like once the bloom is up once he's out of the press like that thing drops in terms of its significance i think it's hot right now uh but i think that ultrasound money is attractive to me if i were throwing dart yeah these are interesting i mean super limited edition with 100 tokens for each I like, episode yeah, I here uh I didn't realize they were they even had these out. Um, yeah, but that, yeah. and I don't, you know, I thought that people were buying that for for Eric Orgies. You think it's you think it's SDF? It's. Uh... I'm going to go out on a limb and say, yeah, I would say <laughs> the the you know sociopath talking like minutes before utter and complete implosion is just impressive. Talking yeah. about like openly like trying to manipulate Congress. Turns out one third of our U.S. representatives accepted money from FTX. On both sides of the aisle, by the way. So anyone who's like, you know, oh, it was all the DNC. No, he just was more public about that because he was playing woke politics. Make no mistake. One third, one out of three elected representatives took money from FTX. Yeah, I mean, that's that's impressive that he was able to get to that many people that quickly. I mean, he was, I mean, it, it, I Wow, it was the speed, yeah, the, wow. the size of this thing, <laughs> oh, just wow. amazing. I mean, I can't wait to, we're going to get books, we're going to get movies, oh, it's going to be good. All the Michael Lewis book coming, as I oh, understand it. Oh my goodness, I mean, 
oh, that guy, God. he's he might make the most money out of anybody out of this thing. Huh? Sold the sell the movie rights. Unless he had his crypto on the platform because he trusted him so much. <laughs> yeah, right. Turns out he ends up being break even after netting tons of money on the book. Straight <laughs> back to even. Oh, yeah. But anyway, yeah, little, little semi-affordable. Pro- what I will say is, like, episodes that, that come out, like, those are affordable. The mints are, are super reasonable, well within the affordable range. Uh, they go on market at 0.07. At, and so, you know, Monday at 5 p.m. Eastern, it's open. Interesting. I think we're coming up on that as we speak. All right. Well, so we're getting into predictions. I think you mean for the whole year. We're not just looking at, at the first few weeks unfortunately so we're still we still have plenty of time for whatever we predict to go completely wrong uh you've got a number of different categories here um, you know different nft types we have, you know basically different categories of nfts and i think we're going to go through and give you talk about the category a bit but basically give an idea of whether we think of that category will be up down or, or flat to the year um give a little bit of uh reasoning behind it um that sound good, George? Does that sound? I think that that's the you, game. I think that's what you had in mind here. All right. I, I wanted so to play. So why don't you kick us off? I think that yeah. I think PFPs are our first one here. Oh man, PFPs. I mean, you can say they were the the biggest thing of, of, of 2021, 2022. Uh, that a different bit, bit of a different story. Where are we going in 2023? You think? So PFPs, I would say, are going to stay flat simply because in that bundle you still have yuga churning out amazing amounts of volume in terms of new projects coming out and this kind of trends to like my other song i believe we'll have one large launch of a new pfp every quarter every three months i feel like the market will accept another large one um and so I think it continues to, and by large one, I mean at least like a, a $10 million in uh, launch and initial activity. Um, so PFPs are flat. We will not be returning to the, uh, the hype of 2021, though. I think there are, uh, until there is a real social, social use case, um, it, it's, it's tough. I originally thought that this would have been up uh, looking at how you know, Twitter was integrating Facebook was integrating, looking at digital collectibles that are on the rise at Reddit. Um, clearly, the the social PFP uh, profile pick, right? Like that's what we're talking about. Um, has niche use case, but is not widely adopted, and I don't see it changing this year at all. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I'd, I'd probably even say that I'm a little more negative. I think I see a bit of down coming. Um, I I would be surprised if if collections like like board apes are if, if that's still the, the number one you know, sort of collection out there um i guess that, you know it's, it's a little bit tough to say what would surpass or pass that I and mean, you know it's just because of the size the pfps tend to have largest collections uh, but i would i would say flat to down um, is my general opinion i think that uh, yeah we're seeing sort of limited uh social use cases and, and maybe even some frustration from from those that have participated for those reasons um i think we, we can still see some some projects do quite well but overall i think the market's uh, more flat to down this year cool all righty next one on the list we've got game what do you think oh man we we talked about this a couple weeks ago when we were podcasting we were not we were the, the play to earn I'm definitely down on. I don't think that's going to come to much fruition this year. I've seen, um, of course, you know, when we see everybody talking negatively about it, probably once does happen, um, you know, but I, I don't see games uh, taking off this year, NFT-based games. Um, so recently Ubisoft just uh, canceled one of their NFT projects. They've been one of the more vocal uh, traditional game makers uh, that support NFTs and they are um, cutting, and I think it's going to be to be uh, a tough year for for NFT gaming. I mean, we just finished talking about Yuga, you know, doing now nearly it's I think up to like ten million on their initial mm-hmm. drop and launch of the Sewer Pass, which is uh, a basic runner game. 
but I think you're right. I am, I'm down on play to earn. I think the, the fundamental problem of the game being both fun, but also being used to earn money in a direct way and activity has at its core a fundamental flaw, which is people work to earn. And so as soon as you enter in the, the financial incentive in, into these games, which is the, the goal is actually in effect to, to make money by beating other people, uh, you end up hiring professionals to do that. You don't play that. You don't try to compete to do that as your job. You hire a professional. And, and so I think that I'm down on. Um, I'm optimistic, though, uh, for, for games. I think at, on the tail of that thought, right, play to earn me dead, I think the integration in the back end of blockchain to games, so I'm not using the word NFT, but blockchain into games, I am bullish on uh, this year. I think there are a lot of builders that are, are working on this major shops uh, that we have heard and we talked about in the news, uh, ad- looking into and adopting and building on the, um, on the blockchain. And so that I think is going to get layered in. I think we're going to be hearing about that as we move through the year. So I'm, I'm bullish on this, but I, I'll also shout out Zed has been in the game four years. They celebrated their fourth birthday. So, uh, which is impressive. I mean, their prices aren't impressive, <laughs> the value necessarily of where they were at peak, but there, uh, there are games that are able to survive. I'm not using the word thrive. I'm saying survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think we will see games. They suck. Yeah, I think they'll, they'll, we'll see some games survive, maybe, yeah, and not, not necessarily thrive. But I think there is, you know, I think there is some laying the groundwork for what will work. It's not just, uh, you know, call it an NFT game and raise a bunch of money and then poof, a game works. But, you know, it's going to take more than that. Uh, all right, music is our next category here. Uh, you know, I'm going to go up on this one. I think we're going to see more. You know, I, I don't know that we're going to see this take off to, to a major level, but I think we're going to see more um, sort of independent artist usage of, of NFT art. I think art NFT uh, music, uh, music NFTs. You know, I could I could put these words in the right order. I think. <laughs> Cry enough. <laughs> like a bingo game for you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna consider that. NFT, MP3, and music for me. Uh, you know, I think we, we have seen increased usage uh, towards the end of last year. I think that trend continues. Um, you know, I think we're still a long ways from from any uh, you know major uh, uh, major uh, artist you know, releasing something as an NFT, but. Uh, you know, I think we could also see, I, I think there are things like tickets and maybe that's more an event thing, but I think there is, you know, there, I think there are ways for artists, for music artists to use these as more than just necessarily music and ways to connect with, with fans. So I, I am up on this part. Category, I should say. I don't know where to be. I'm probably flat to down on music just because of the, the number, I would say, of failed to middling sound platforms, you know. What is it? Sound.xyz. I think one of the larger ones, like I'm just have not been impressed by the volume and their ability to do that. I think one of the problems is you needed the artist to come in with like a full investment in pushing and promoting it. And you needed the type of fan wallet adoption, right? So in that Venn diagram of who is my audience for and as an artist, uh, to overlap then also with people that hold wallets and you know that that number is uh not where it needs to be right so i think in order for me to be bullish saying that this is going to go up I, I think you just need it to be commonplace to have a wallet um because i i, I don't see the i don't see the numbers there yet for it so i, I guess i'm less optimistic i think it'd be great for the artists frankly to capture some of that value i'm like I can't wait for it, uh, but tailing on that, I don't know if you have a, a rebuttal on that. I will say, as it touches music, that in the next category, events and co-ops, this is where actually I think I'm bullish on the idea of music, potentially doing it, but it is as uh, event ticketing and fan connection, we'll call it, via blockchain. 
And I think that's where I'm, uh, I'm up, uh, on the coming year. What, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm very up on, on the events and co-op category. Um, I think that, I mean, that, you know, we were just talking about how, uh, uh, Tribeca Film Festival is using, uh, NFTs for their tickets. I think we'll see a lot, a lot more, uh, ticketing, um, uh, ticketing done through NFT platforms. Um, ticketing in general is something that comes with a lot of fees, generally speaking, and it's also a relatively difficult uh, resale uh, resale marketplace. Uh, I, in that case, I you know those cases, I think that NFTs are a uh, uh, great way to uh, to give it to your collectors at, or give it to your attendees, I should say, and actually have them uh, let them have something that's collectible. Um, and I, I, you know, as I started talking about earlier and you just, just were discussing, there's a ton of opportunity for a direct connection. I mean, it's not just the, the collectible, it's that it can be used to, well, it can be used to interact with for further engagement, but it can also be used to learn so much about your collectors, reward them, or, you know, get them participating in things, check into, uh, you know, different in real life events. Uh, you know, I, I think there's just a ton of opportunity there that we're I mean, we've barely scratched the surface on what can really be done. Uh, with, with there's been a handful of of, of attempts, but uh, someone's going to come along and, and really start uh, changing the game. And it, I think then we'll start seeing big adoption in that area. Yeah, I think the sooner we can get rid of Ticketmaster as a hegemon in this system, the better. Uh, just everything you read, you're just like, how is that? How this happens? And ultimately, it it takes money from artists and from fans. It's amazing. It's a, it's a screw you on both sides of the marketplace. It's, it's quite impressive while also giving, you know, insiders this ability to run arbitrage when all someone wants to go to is a Taylor Swift concert and somebody's in their basement gaming it. Um, it's just not how this should work at all. So yeah, I like that. We're up on that. Uh, corporate. I didn't know how to categorize this. How would you get like, Corporate NFTs, like yeah, we got like Starbucks, Nike, that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I'd say up on that part. You know, these things are generally speaking, act up corporate. Those those that level of company, these things are slow to uh, to make their way, uh, you know, to any consumer level or to, you know, to any um, to actually be in a product. Um, so I think we're still seeing that a lot of the a lot of the investment in that area is still still being worked on. I'm, I'm still up on that. I think we'll see. I think Nike has probably influenced a lot of editors to, um, to want to get into the space more seriously. I, I think, you know, I think Starbucks is still just, just getting into it. I think, well, but I think there's a, uh, strong case you made that a lot, it, that it'll, that a lot of competitors will be almost forced to, to, to do something once there is, uh, once there are more successful use cases, such as Nike's 250 million or so they took in last year. Um, that's that's gonna that's gonna influence some some decisions i think the i'm also i'm also up on this but i i wonder are we cheating when we say the adoption of blockchain versus the adoption of nfts uh right. well, these things uh, nike's been i think been pretty NFT. clearly that was like that's NFT. i mean they bought but, the company starbucks do we call those nfts is that a gift card is that card technically an NFT? technically hey. it is right it's a hey. token that is mine that is associated look with i'm going with look it's a yeah as long as that that is easy if the thing sits in my wallet right and the thing is visible in my wallet there you go that's <laughs> my layman right i mean you know i think that it will be that's not going to be an ongoing issue i think we're going to see this, this category stretched in different ways and you know that it becomes you know what really is an nft but uh that's why we also yeah. i'm also i'm also up on this move with get rid of the name yeah, I'm also up on this for sure. I, you know, recently even saw, and we didn't cover this in the news, but the um, Lowe's, uh, the, the hardware store, is actually moving to put a lot of their power tools on the blockchain because of the amount of slippage and loss that they end up with. So that, like, a tool would essentially be on the blockchain with an RFID uh, chip so that it could be, like, registered and enabled because they just have, you know, stuff falling off the shelves. Um, for those of you who can't see, I'm using quotes. Um, so... That makes a heck of a lot of sense for supply chain management. And I think that is a huge problem and it's a, a likely solution. So I can't wait 
when I get my next power tool to have a an NFT to come with. Although I don't understand what happens if I sell my NFT of my tool. Yeah. I think it's just going to be like registered through like a, a, a web two backend. Um, but yes, corporate we are up. Interesting. Art. I do quotes art. <laughs> art. Art, capital A art. Huh? Yeah, I'm still up on art. Um, you know, I, it's been, I don't know, one of, it was one of the things that really got me into NFTs in the first place. And I still see uh, art having the uh, chain of record on, you know, on chain, the provenance of the piece. I still see that as being a, a great use case of NFTs and that routinely read about problems in the traditional art world of, not knowing how many of a piece exists out there, not being able to verify if the piece is real. And, um, yeah, you know, I've talked about how, you know, there's still very little adoption among mainstream collectors. You know, I think that, I don't know that it's going to necessarily uh, take off, but it will, I, I think that it will continue to increase this year. I agree. Uh, I think art has a number of roles. One is the, clearly the, the art, artistic expression, the capturing of where we are in this time in terms of technological adoption at this like very interesting point of a new medium opening up on top of which other people will be building on into the future. Uh, the the hope that it's actually going to like stay alive longer than a oil on canvas will as uh, also it's a market that seems to be dominated by a power law of wealth, which means there are enough very, very wealthy individuals that seem to have parked a lot of money and asset into uh, artists and collecting them in a way that I think gives it very strong state power. And just even in our recent news, when you see museums uh, beginning to buy in like uh, Soma Momo, there are uh, a lot of signals that I think uh, this kind of, I say flat to up, it just sort of like, trends up uh, you know it, it's not riding on memes right which which have the ability to immediately spike volume and interest it's not riding on in game dynamics or psps necessarily although there's a there's a touch of overlap there uh, i i think artists are really starting also to learn how to market their their portfolios their work and better engagement with their audience and in large part one they're learning the market two the tools are occurring for them to really be able to do that what does that mean that means like instagram is now much more natively friendly to artists nft artists and these things i think add up so i am flat to up on capital a art yeah you know one other oh uh feedback there oh well I don't know. Let's, let's just move on to sports. Why don't we move on to sports? I think, you know, this is sports, one that sports. I think there's, there's some overlap here, obviously you know, with events. Um, but I think if we're looking at sports as, as collectibles, it's been, been rough going in, you know, since, since the, the top shot, the heyday, right? Um, I, you know, I don't necessarily see this taken off again this year. I think this is a bit of that, that. I just don't see the, the the market being very ripe for adoption here. I don't see that. I don't I haven't seen any leagues taking uh, taking or, you know, taking a very innovative approach here. And I think that if you just continue to call them NFTs and try to release them, they're going to be uh, this is just going to be the, the typical backlash that we've seen recently to sort of the cash grab type of idea. Um, so I you know I, I do think there is more opportunity for events. Um, um, up on that side, but overall down on, on sports as collect sports collectible NFTs. Yeah, after watching the nothing burger that the World Cup was for NFTs and collectibles, despite being the world's largest sporting event uh, for for attention, I think you know it'll be another four years till that happens again, and, and so if if that wave passed and crashed without really any any major attention in terms of anything beyond memeable stuff or collectibles and nfts for sports uh, you know i have a hard time saying this is going to be anything but flat to down um i think individual athletes might be able to 
poke out, but I don't know if they're going to be able to do it on, you know, a Dapper Labs or, you know, through the, you know, NFL's um, launch coming. I, yeah, I don't see it. All right. One thing I am bullish on is uh, college athletes, NFTs. I can see many more stories of college athletes, <laughs> specifically good top athletes at large basketball or football schools getting making some money off nfts so is the ns uh NAAC, uh ncaa allowing um is there a formal marketplace coming or is it going to be like all like one-off nfts like thrown off by these guys i, I mean i think you just do these one-off nfts because athletes have their name likeness rights now that they can sell uh but that seems like a pretty I mean, I think it's that or they're, you know, on a billboard for a used car dealership that, um, you know, that is particularly, or maybe used, I should say, maybe a new car dealership. Yeah, new, new car uh, lucrative or, and, or car you know, washes, right? That's an option. You got the car wash yeah. market. You got I carpet mean, sales. This, hey, but this is, uh, yeah, good for them, man. I'm, I'm all for it, you know? I think, they, I think it's great the athletes can get paid. Yeah. I, I think that's fun. You know, I, think I just don't believe it's much of advice. real adoption. Um, no, <laughs> but Hey, yeah, you could see, I you could see it being baked into like the sec, like, Oh, join the sec NFT and uh, we'll buy your NFT. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> and like, exactly. Oh, there's more than one way to get the money to flow. Yeah. Overall, not, 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 not real up on that. Oh yeah. man. The Dow financial, uh, man, that's a, a quite the category Dow. I don't finance. know. I like, um, that Dow's man, I don't know. I, I mean, in general, I don't know if we could. I mean, NFT collecting Dow's. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I Dow's are yeah. disorganized, and I don't. Can they give me something here? Yeah, <laughs> disorganized, autonomous. Oh my! Yeah, I think the yeah. sort of bloom is off the rose there in terms of financial usage use cases. Like, yeah, it can still be used to organize communities. I think that is a technical use case uh, the sort of assumption that a bunch of people will like work together as equals for free indefinitely may have had some flaws in it uh, uh i think i am down for this okay Ooh, and one other here which fashion wearables that put in here um you know george you, you, yeah I know you got a lot of opinions about fashion, so if you could have something to say here. I've worn the same shirt for a decade. <laughs> uh, I'm serious. I have photos where I just like, oh, I have to like get a different shirt because I have the same picture. I just get older looking. Um, what do I mean for fashion? Uh, well, I think we're going to see a lot more experimentation, and I'm up for this. I think... If you're trying in the fashion world to push boundaries, get attention and connect, like I think, you know, you got one of the, you know, the, w w the shirt you got from. Yeah. 90cc, um, the, the squiggle or the, the snow fro. Yeah. You got the yeah. snow fro. I know Nike's was, starting to put it into shoes. Uh, I think you're going to yeah, see a lot up of. on this as well. There's going to be a lot of experimentation. Well, yeah, look. The blend to IRL and being able to track that, there's a, like a lot of fun that can come from that. And I think, you know, uh, again, this sort of blends with the corporate, but there's a, there's a lot of upside to fashion and wearables because, like, again, we're talking about many times digital collectives being used online to flex, right? It's my Rolex, it's my Lambo, but look at, you know, look at how well I'm right. doing, but it's also right. cool and yeah. collectible. If you think Supreme or the, I will say the next Supreme uh, isn't planning on this, then you don't understand how capitalism works. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the, this is the companies that are very good at, at selling fashion and, and brands um, can definitely. So you know, we've talked about it. If, if they, they're adding so much value by putting their label onto something that they could definitely put it onto a JPEG that intrinsically has no value and all of a sudden it can be worth thousands. They are good at that. I will, I'm up on that category. I still see a lot of uh, high-end fashion brands um, getting into the space, you know, and I think that that, you know, it, it's, it, it may be silly in the way that they are, are doing it to some, but, you know, that's that's fine with me. I see what people spend on on their PFTs and, you know, everybody's got their own thing, right? 
Okay, we have some other quick hot takes for for trends that are vague enough so that I can claim that we're accurate. So uh, nice and safe. I'm going to say uh, Yuga drops from the top spots in the top 10. More specifically, I think by the end of the year, there are only two Yuga projects remaining in the top 10, and it's their old school punks and apes. I think a lot of the the other hyped projects, Yuga is just not going to be able to keep up with the the number of competitors over time. What's more, the pressure from frankly, what may come out about uh, celebrities being paid uh, to to endorse this without disclosure. Um, I think uh, that's that's going to come. They'll co-sign and, that one. You got a random stamp on that. Good. And then I think uh, Polygon is going to absolutely dominate as a layer two uh, this year. Full disclosure, I, I own Polygon and I own NFTs on Polygon. And I think... Uh, the intended Shanghai update coming in September of 2023 by ETH. Now, keep in mind, you know, the ETH developers have never missed a deadline that they weren't able to change again and again and again. <laughs> Note. Uh, but that Shanghai update, if you're not familiar with it, it is going to really be a, a huge improvement for uh, transaction costs and speed, as I understand it, for layer twos on Ethereum, making them hyper competitive, if not superior to other layer ones that are built on monolithic blockchains. Yes, I'm throwing shade at the avalanches and Solanas out there. I think there's a reckoning coming and you can tell when a group, you know, like Starbucks asks folks, what's the smartest platform for me to be building on for the future? And they choose Polygon. Uh, or they choose an Ethereum-based uh, layer two. Uh, there's there's a reason why they're saying, that. and so I think as that comes, you know, sell the news. By the way, but I think that is a you know bullish for NFTs on Polygon as well. Yeah, Polygon. You know, I I think we'll probably continue to uh, take some of those corporate players that come into the space, and you know, as we predicted, we'll see more of that. So. It'd be, it'd be nice to see. I think in general, you know, we need, um, I just need to still flush out some, some, some networks that maybe don't have quite the, uh, the, the life trajectory that I think that Ethereum and, and some of these layer twos, um, likely have compared to, I don't know, Avalanche, Solana, what, what have you. Yeah. Look, you're, you're selling block space and with, with that money, you're promising security um, and that there's like a whole ecosystem that is delicately put together and there are many moments in its infancy that it can be crushed uh, for many different reasons. And I think with the, you know, if you're, if you're curious, you know, look at ultrasound dot, you know, I think it's ultrasound dot money, but look at also the, the Bankless podcast to understand a bit more about that. You know, I've really, I, I think, bought into that that philosophy from a, a logic standpoint. All right. Any other, any other trends you want to throw a dart at the price of Ethereum for fun? Like, what do you think it's going to be? At oh the, man. The, All right. So what do actually, what are we looking at as we speak here? So what is like 1500? I mean, we're at 16, 1630. Oh, we're at 16. All righty. Yeah. I All right. I get. All right. You want to go first? No, okay, no, let's go ahead with this. I, I, mm. Well, if you do you, you can go. Uh, yeah, we can do. Okay, uh, here's what happens: we get up to three thousand in a sort of fake bull run, and then something stupid happens, and it goes right back down. So I think it's a roller coaster year. Now, do you mean stupid for so crypto or stupid like like normal crypto? I think normal normal crypto. Stuff. Normal crypto. Stu- okay, not something like okay, yeah. <laughs> Not something even bigger, not something outside. <laughs> it's hard to say what else could fail at scale, but you know what? Uh, I, yeah. I think it's possible. Uh, so I think there's um, there's shenanigans that gets up to three and ends the year at around two. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, uh, we're trying to say 2000. Yeah, I'm actually going to look. In a year, I will go with we're at 2400. I don't know why it's what come to mind at first i'll go with that um yeah but i do think i mean i don't think that's going to be our 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 um 
high for the year, that would seem pretty unlikely, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, I think we probably, I think we get up to maybe even 35. I don't think that we see anywhere close to, to all time highs, but I think maybe there is a, a spike at some point. Um, now, you know, if we're doing, I think let's throw just one or two other price things. So a crypto punk, you know, we said that those are at 67, it looks like right now. Where do you think that is in a year? 67 ETH, which right now is 110,000. We're just going to ETH though for this one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ETH. I think I like punks closer to 80. I think punks you, up. You took mine. You took mine. Uh, I'm going to go. Really? Uh, yeah, I was going to say 80. Uh, you know, I feel like I put it away, a little ways off. You know, I'm going to go. Uh, and I'm going to actually, uh, I'm going to say 90. You know, I think that's a decent enough margin that they're they're different right yeah sure i gotta write all this down because we won't listen to this again i'm way too lazy no no but it can make a couple notes i don't know if we want to do any others but you know i thought we could do a couple i think those are are pretty you know tell to wait tell 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 points of the market you want a uh a board ape in there or something i don't yeah i don't feel like that i don't like oh maybe because then you would have to compare the two. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's exactly what's going to happen in the future. Obviously, this is financial advice. This is not financial advice. I didn't realize uh, how close these were. Do you know what the uh, the board eight floor is right now? 715. What is it? Oh, the flipping. Oh, I think. The reflipping, right? All right. I want, I'm making a prediction. I'm predicting, predicting 60, thinking that a board eight is 50% higher than. I'm sorry, is a, a crypto book is 50% higher than a board ape in a year. I'm going with 60 for a board ape. All right, I'll go 50. I feel like these are just just really not very exciting predictions. I mean, that would be like so little movement overall, but oh well. Yeah. yeah. Very flat. It's a very flat year. Like, it's just like sometimes it's just like, yeah, you know. I mean, really, but most, these predictions aren't, you know, we're not predicting huge things, I guess, but, you know. Oh, well, that's what you get in general. <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> I, I think there's some good stuff in here, um, but no, no, al no, like actionable alpha. Sorry. It's the work on that. Right. I mean, the risk reward that we're giving is not making anything sound all that. Right? Unless you happen to be a, a, all right, a prediction, we'll still holder, be doing, but I'm going to we'll still be doing a podcast maybe once a week. All right. Yeah, there we go. Is that a prediction or a, uh, a goal? Prediction? <laughs> goal. Goal predictions. Sometimes they're the same. Hey, you know, if we can control it. It's depressing if we missed it. Yeah. yeah. Well. All right. All right. Good luck to you out there. All right. Good one, George. This has been an episode of the AAA NFT podcast, all about affordable NFTs. The episode notes and resources may be found at 3ANFT.com in our show notes. Again, 3ANFT.com. And that reminder, don't bet what you can't afford to lose. Remember, we are not financial advisors and nothing in this podcast should be taken as investment advice. Thanks for joining us. I hope you learned something.